taking me to see basketball or bare knuckle boxing. We do everything. <laughs> I'm Stanley Sugarman. I'm a scout for the 76ers. Basketball season might be over, but movie season is just getting started. Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks, joined by Ryan Schmelz, Jeffrey Gordon, and Gerald Tracy for a video and audio. And we're going to start with spoiler free, then get into spoilers for Hustle. And this is the uh, second consecutive drama film Adam Sandler has done with still some good comedic elements. And I think we're going to have some fun with this one. Yes, it's much better than his last dramatic film, I would say. I was not a fan of Uncut Gems. I am a fan of this movie. Uh, this is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies I think I've seen in uh, recent times. Adam Sandler, it's like he spent the past five to ten years trying to convince us that he wasn't just a co- a comedy guy. Um, and I love it. I love when he does stuff like this. It was great. I loved him. We'll get more into it. But <clears throat> to me, this is some of his best work. Uh, If you've ever listened to the show, I'm a big advocate of uh, comedic actors doing more dramatic roles. I thought that Adam Sandler is one of those guys who I thought was going to be a great dramatic actor when he got more serious about that. Um, I feel like a lot of his films have given you a glimpse of that over the years. Um, But then with Uncut Gems, he really went all in and gave what I thought was an Oscar-worthy performance. Um, This one, I don't think he's – it's as – over the top or unique of a character as the one he plays in Uncut Gems, but it's still, uh, I think, a really strong performance. Uh, it's a really strong movie and a very uh, enjoyable one. So uh, it, it, it just, it's just crazy to think that this is a Happy Madison production, but I want Happy Madison to keep this up. Yeah, when they do stuff like this, they're at their best. And uh, the, the other impressive thing I think about this movie and Uncut Gems actually is he finds professional athletes that are like legit good at acting. Kevin Garnett and uncut gems, uh, Juancho Herman Gomez here. Holy crap. Like these two guys are some of the best, um, athletes that have become actors that I've seen on screen. So kudos to them. And, uh, excuse me, but Anthony Edwards, like you have to mention him. He's basically the villain of this movie. And, He's my, one of my favorite characters. We'll get more into that later, but he's, he was fantastic and he's a younger guy, but I think that also, it helps when you have LeBron James as a, um, what was it? Executive producer on it, I believe. Yeah. Um, when you have LeBron James, cause James has a lot of pull in the league, whether the fans want to admit it or not, that guy has a lot of pull with every player in the league. And if he calls you and says, let's do a movie, I don't know how you turn him down, you know? Uh, Kenny Smith, also a, a really strong performance here as well, I think. Um, but yeah, this is this is a, a really and it's a really risky thing to put non-actors in acting positions like this. And I think that Sandler was definitely taking a risk both with Uncut Gems and with this movie. Um, I, you know, I, you don't know how these roles specifically are written for who they're written for, especially when you have so many people playing themselves. But I think you got to give a great kudos to the studios for casting these films and not giving uh, anybody anything they can't handle, but also finding people who can handle these roles. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan said this in the group chat that there's also some very underrated actors in here. Ben Foster is an actor I've not seen in in a long time and having him as the main villain role uh, in, in a sense, like the other main villain, I think was great, too. Uh, Queen Latifah 
is also great as Sugarman's wife. Everything about this movie is just fantastic. And uh, it really plays into the realism of the NBA because you have real executives too. You have Brad Stevens in this movie. Uh, Mark Cuban. I think, and Mark Cuban. I think they did their research and it really opens your eyes to what a professional scout does on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, there's some some wild stuff that happens in there, but nothing seems super, super unnatural uh, in many cases. I feel like the, uh, uh, there's a lot of authenticity that comes with this. Um, and I'm saying this is a, as in this movie has parts where they're like trying to mimic streaming platforms, which uh, was probably something I wasn't a huge fan of. But uh, it, it did seem like a, it, this was a very grounded movie for how over the top they could have probably made it. Very yeah, grounded, I mean, very deep. The storyline, I mean, storyline's kind of emotional too. I mean, when you look at it, how the, um, excuse me, <clears throat> Honcho? I'm Wancho. just blinking. Wancho? Wancho. How, um, you know, halfway through whenever Stanley's um daughter asks her why he doesn't have a tattoo, he's like, where's the dad tattoos? And then at the end of the movie, he's wearing Adam Stanley. He's wearing, well, I don't want to get into spoilers yet, do we? But, you know, there's just there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes into this movie. I think it makes it a great drama and everything. And it's not a story we haven't seen before. Like we know that, right? Like we've seen this kind of story in sports movies where the coach becomes a father figure for a player who has a lot of raw potential. And it's essentially what this is. It's just it goes deeper than that. And like I think we've we've already hit on, obviously, um, these basketball players turned in a great performance. These guys turned in like real actors and that's saying because this is like this isn't a normal adam sandler comedy where you just have to be goofy you have to actually have acting chops in this so and and i'd say too um the storyline still does feel pretty original um i kind of i think the movie honestly that that came to mind when i was watching this and i I had a lot of money ball um type of type of type of feelings towards this you know it's a lot of the behind the scenes of the sport uh, and with that being said, though, it's a lot, it's a big time behind the scenes movie, but I'm sitting here thinking some of the best, we just saw some of the best basketball sequences we probably ever seen in Hollywood cinema. And we see it in a movie where you don't actually get an official game of basketball the entire time. And yeah. I think that was pretty impressive. I think there's also like shades of Rocky in this movie. And obviously it's set in Philadelphia. So that's where, you know, one of the references come with. Uh, the training montage is one of the best training training montages I've seen in like 10 years. It's so good. I've been listening to the song during that montage for two weeks straight now. I love it so much. A lot of King Richard qualities. Now that, now that this, that comes to mind too, I would say like, yeah, it's like a Rocky King Richard and Moneyball mixed into one. It's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Joe, do you want to say anything? No, I'm I'm good with the non-spoiler talk. I want to get to the spoilers, okay. favorite scenes, yeah. and everything. I, I I'm still so proud of myself for this message I sent to our group chat though the other day that I have to read it out loud real quick before we get into our final reviews and then get into spoiler territory. But um, so here it is. The year is 2012. The last Twilight movie just came out with Jack and Jill coming out the previous year. You you learned that in 10 years, 2022 will consist of Kristen Stewart getting nominated for every award during award season. Robert Pattinson starring in a Batman film that some argue is on the same level as The Dark Knight, and Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah will star in one of the best dramas of the year. Do you believe them? Not at all. Not at all, especially the Adam Sandler part, because that was still the time when Adam Sandler was bringing in um, 
the Latino woman to play his wife every time in every movie. <laughs> Always bringing in the um, who were who was it? Jack and Jill was, was awesome. Salma like, Hayek was it Salma Hayek? Salma, and, Salma and Hayek a few times. Um, there was I think the one of the um, the uh, what's her name from Modern Family. Was she in, was she name. his wife in one of those? She, I think she was one of like the grown ups or something like that, right? Am I wrong? Regardless, no, I wouldn't believe you, Ryan. <laughs> oh man, you could because after Jack and Jill came out, you're like, man, are we ever going to get Adam Sandler back? <laughs> like this is a whole new low. And then like uh, like you think about Pattinson and Stewart, like my goodness, like I mean, well, I guess yeah. they were still young, so they had plenty of time to redeem themselves. But it was plenty of time, and I think those movies, like. Even the actors themselves, and they would do those interviews later, they said, you know, we had no idea what the hell was going on during production or during shooting. Like, there was stuff we'd be like, would my character really say or do this? So, um, I mean, I think it's always been understood, even in Hollywood. And, I mean, maybe less in pop cult, like in popular opinion, but now more than ever. It's just like, man, everything, everybody who was in that was fine, except for Taylor Laudner. I mean, that guy obviously never really did anything. <laughs> he's doing some direct-to-DVD <laughs> movies now, so I um, mean, he's still working. So we, we we want more serious from Adam Sandler in the future? We do want more serious. I want Adam yeah. Sandler to be nominated for an Oscar, so I don't want yeah. him to stop until we at least get that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and like, I love Adam Sandler, I do, and I love his comedy movies. It's just I feel like we've seen just about everything we can from him when it comes to the comedy genre. Oh, yeah. um, almost becoming predictable, definitely. Um, Huey's Halloween was the closest I had laughed to a, um, I think it was Huey's Halloween that he did like two years ago or maybe a year ago. But um, that was the closest I got to laughing at a recent Adam Sandler movie before this one. <laughs> and um, yeah. it wasn't and that I, good. <laughs> and I, I think a movie like this in Uncut Gems really does fit him perfectly where it's like, it's a serious yeah. topic, but it's got plenty of comedic elements where we can still see that talent from him shine yeah. through but yeah. i you know it can tap into his goofiness but also tap into his acting chops and i think this one definitely did that i think uncut gems really did a great job of that so we'll see how that all plays out um final reviews before we get into spoiler talk it's gonna be tough because i have it in between a hall of fame and an all-star i think i'm gonna put it at an all-star i think it's good i think there is some sports cliches in there that kind of hold it back. Like when we get into spoilers, I'll talk about that a little bit, but that's really the only thing. The movie is solid across the board. It's um, one of the best acted movies you'll see based on a sport, you know, so all-star for me. All-star, all-star. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at all-star. I think for a lot of the same reasons Jeff did, I didn't think there was anything that just really like, blew you away with this movie that's that kind of was like groundbreaking in that sense but i think that they did all the solid things that makes a good sports movie or makes a, a good movie in general really really well so that's why it's an all-star just i think like there's just it, it feels like there's like just a little thing that's like missing you know you have to have that moment that hall of fame moment like we had in coda where we had like five hall of fame moments in that movie but i think it was kind of just missing a couple of those like true elements that took it to the next level but Still very, very great and very impressive film and one of the best of the year so far. For sure. All right. So uh, we'll go into any memorable scene that stood out to you. I mean, obviously the training montage, which I mentioned. This movie does great with montages. Let's just say that. I love the opening 
10 minutes of the movie when he's going from country to country and he's eating different fast food every single night. I thought that was hilarious where it's like Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, all the, all these things in this foreign country. And, uh, you know, he's talking to his daughter on the phone and his wife, and then he's comes home and he lets his daughter do something. And then Queen Latifah gets mad. It's a first 10 minutes. Very good. Um, any scene where Anthony Edwards and Honcho are playing basketball together, um, I felt like they had some of the best chemistry next to him and um, Adam Sandler in the movie. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed seeing how Anthony Edwards was just pushing his buttons. And I think we all knew too in that, in that last time he did it, whenever he about got beat up, like we knew exactly where he was going with it. Like he was immediately about to attack the daughter. And, um, I think it was still like the way it played out still came out very well. I think the scrimmages were some of the best parts of this movie. I already talked about how these basketball sequences were, were really phenomenal. And that scene in particular, yes, where Anthony Edwards just gets in his head, uh, was, was very strong. And yeah, it kind of put that, Oh crap in your head. Like what's going to happen here? Is he going to break them? I think, I think maybe one scene that really I liked was the first practice sequence when Adam Sandler kind of officially becomes his personal trainer slash coach. I just, I just love the way Sandler talks to him. I love the, the, the dynamic they have together. Their chemistry is great. The whole movie, but like when they're at practice, just when Adam Sandler kind of like, you know, he's, he's kind of like babying him a lot of the time early in the movie and like sucking up to him. Cause you know, he's trying to recruit him to the NBA, but then the minute he gets to be the coach and he gets into coach mode, it all changes, and he is just getting in this young man's head. He's motivating him, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And Adam Sandler really thrives in those scenes. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about something that bothers me, which is why it keeps me from voting this movie as a Hall of Fame, though. Um, I feel like we are shown almost two different um, honchos, two different honchos in this movie, um, in the sense that um, the one that in his home country is the one that has his head on straight. He puts everything on his shoulder. Bo Cruz makes sure his daughter's fed. He quits everything. He's a construction worker. And then the second he gets away from all that, he's a giant child who orders five chili Philly cheesesteaks and only takes a bite out of every single one of them. Um, it just feels like it's it, – it felt like it was almost two different characters, like a little too jarry. Um, it's nothing that, like, it goes back and forth on. It's just that, like, sudden change in personality to me was a little weird to just give us a little bit of a laugh. And as you're saying this, I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm trying to think if they could have done something to to maybe get around that and symbolize it, because you're definitely right. It's a flaw. Now, I'm trying to see where this could make sense for the character, because I think it would make sense if you kind of made the argument, like, Hey, this is what happens when you have a guy who's working his butt off and really doesn't have much. And then you kind of give him everything. You give him room service, give him the five-star hotel. Um, you give him expensive drinks and snacks and all that stuff, you know, would, you, you know, I think you could have explained that maybe if they would have spent like another scene talking about that, like, Hey, you can't let money go to your head. Like, because if you make an NBA roster, you're going to have a, even more money than what you're being offered right now with this five-star yeah. hotel. Like this is going to be an everyday occurrence for you. And it's going to be more lavish. Like I think maybe they could have had a conversation about that and maybe to justify that a little bit, but you're absolutely yeah. right in a way too. Yeah. I just, yeah. To me, it just didn't make, cause like he went from a guy who has his head on straight, who um, is just trying to put his head down and make sure his daughter's provi- provided for to a guy 
who was 22 again. And to be fair, I think that's about the age, or he was like 21, 22. So 22, I think yeah. you could also make that argument. But um, it just it it there was like a little bit of me that was like okay, and it never really was explained, you know, because his only flaw throughout this whole movie was that he got pissed off when people talk talk trash. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing the thing that bothered me about this movie was the fallout in the middle of the movie when somehow his record in Spain got leaked to the press and then like all this Philadelphia media just ran with this story and he wasn't really like a sought after prospect at that point. So I don't think that the media would blow something like that out of proportion for a guy projected probably to be a second round pick if that so i didn't like that part of the movie well i mean that's just kind of what we get in media now whenever they're in as ironic as it sounds the media makes the news media that you know people like me and you look like vultures so i mean when you talk about news reporters in a tv in a tv show or a movie that's how it always is um it bothered me for sure but that's just because that's me almost like, a per, like i was personally attacked but um it's just it, it's kind of just like it's unrealistic as hell, but that's just what we get in movies and TV shows whenever they portray our jobs. Yeah, uh, I I think I, I I don't know if I'm going to disagree here, but I th- I think kind of like I think it served a purpose in a way, and I don't think it was really about the media to serve in this scene. I think it was more of the whole the fact that the the owner's son was able to play, you know, leak this to the press and get the story out there on my terms, so I can pretty much vilify. Um, Adam Sandler's character because he chewed me out in a parking lot and cussed at me. You know that uh, that that's where I got that. I I, I thought because I I think like I slightly disagree with that just because I think like that really did elevate Ben Foster's character to that point of oh I really don't like this guy because you get you get like the idea that he's there. You kind of feel like he's gonna do something dastardly at some point in this. Like they, they tease it the whole movie. And then there's like a couple scenes in there you're just like, wow, this guy really is like a jerk. And yeah, and I think I that, thought, that that leaking did it was kind of served that purpose in a way. I just thought and the he didn't, back was too extreme, honestly. Like for an unknown prospect. I'm just looking at a real life perspective of it, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Well, real life perspective of it, the owner, either owner's son would never go on TV and talk trash about a scout of all people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he wasn't. Like that's, that's he, well, he was technically he was technically the owner when he did it too. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I mean, realistically, like that would never happen. You know, damn, dang well, GMs out there are not gonna. They barely talk on camera. I mean, Mark Cuban's like the most vocal one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, I mean, and I, I guess the Microsoft too, guy. <laughs> and I think us, you know, we take PR classes in college, and we have a lot of friends who do it, and it's potentially something that we could be doing down the road at one point in our lives, like. I feel like this situation also could have been solved by like Adam Sandler and, and, and Bo just sitting down and having a, doing a sit down interview and getting their side of the story out there. Like, cause I, I, that, that's like, I know Jeff and I always get mad about media scenes and movies. Like the fact that they didn't get reached out to. Yeah. It's just like an old, like, okay. Okay. It's like, no, that would never, we, if, if we were covering that story, like there would, like there would have been phone calls in, to, to Bo Cruz's side of the aisle or Bo, yeah. Bo Cruz's side and to any official affiliated with him to get his statement or a comment or anything like that. And I feel like that didn't happen. And, and we would have tried to get the documents out of Spain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you before, you, before you, yeah. Cause before you even run that, you have to confirm that the dude was actually arrested. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, so, like, you, you can't just run that on air. That's defamation. It's a yeah. lawsuit. So, like, yeah, like, it's it's like, this is what we get when we watch movies that do portray journalists. Um, because the only media anybody ever sees is the BuzzFeeds, the TMZs, the people that do stuff like that, right? Um, nobody really knows how ESPN works behind the scenes, even with those commercials. Um, you know, nobody really knows how my station works or your station works. So that's just what we get sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah, we should move well, on. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get our top five characters, starting with Gerald. Um, Adam Sandler. Um, are we just doing one at a time right now? Yes. Uh, no, do, 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 do your top five. Do your top five. All right. Stanley Sugar, Adam Sandler, Stanley Sugarman, Ancho Hernan Gomez as Bo Cruz. I'm going to take up. Um, oh man, I blink. I just said his name the whole time. Why am I blinking? On Anthony it? Edwards. Anthony <laughs> Edwards. Um, loved him in this. Kenny Smith as Leon, and then um, Ben Foster as Vince Merrick. Those are my top five. I think I'm going to go the first four that Gerald had, and but number five, I'm going to do uh, Queen Latifah's character instead of Ben Foster's. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a similar top five. I'm, I'm kind of uh, shuffling things up a little bit here, making sure I got it. No, you're good. While I, you do that. I have Stanley number one. I have Bo Cruz at number two. I actually had Ben Foster's character at number three. I think we needed to see more of him, and I wish that storyline would have gotten a little bit more uh, resolution than it did. But I guess when kind of the... The, the two guys who are at each other's heads are now co- now working for each other once again. It's kind of uh, hard to really like go any farther with that story. But at the same time, I think Ben Foster was actually underutilized in this movie. I thought he inflicted a lot of emotion from me watching this movie. And I, ju- I, I was like, I want to see more of this guy because I, I've always felt Ben Foster is a super underrated actor. He plays a similar character in a lot of the movies he's in. Um, and in some of the movies he's in, he's a lot more evil than he is in this one. So, uh, really underutilized, especially when he plays like somewhat of a villain role. Um, I had, I'm kind of a mixed. It was either between Anthony Edwards character or Queen Latifah. Um, cause I thought they were both absolutely strong. I thought Queen Latifah and Ben Sandler's or <laughs> Adam Sandler's chemistry was phenomenal. Like they, both fit their roles like gloves. And I think they both did a really good job here. I do agree. I do agree on that. I had, a, I had trouble picking between Queen Latifah and um, Ben Foster. Excuse me. <clears throat> any, characters, any characters, <laughs> any characters you think could have been uh better? Um, I, I, um, Jordan hole is Alex Sugarman. I did. I don't think she could have been better. I liked her. Um, I, do think she could have been utilized a little more um, than just kind of the one that's going to remind everybody that social media exists. Um, <laughs> the fact that she like, how old was she? And she was over here making videos and editing mm. and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know where you fit her into it because there, I don't, there, I don't there, really there, want more films. I felt like there could have been a couple more father-daughter scenes because they kind of yeah. they addressed that relationship early. Like, oh, I haven't been around. Like, I missed a lot of birthdays. And then you never really got like that one-on-one scene, I think, that they kind of needed to really take that character arc to the next level. Um, and I felt like the uh, Cat Maverick, who played uh, Vince Maverick's sister, or who was Vince Maverick's sister in the story, uh, 
you know, you kind of see her at the beginning, but then you don't don't see her again until the end. I felt like her role was kind of just there, didn't really serve much of a purpose, um, other yeah. than to 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 get um Stanley back into this coaching position. I think I guess they were kind of trying to symbolize that Stanley did have allies within the organization, just not with the younger Maverick. Yeah, I would say probably if you added a little bit uh, more of the sister throughout the movie, I think it would have had a bigger impact than just like a bookend at the start and then, you know, at the end. So Mm -hmm. uh, I would agree with you there. Um, I do love Robert Duvall also. Yeah, he should have been in it more. He was in it for like five minutes. Uh, but uh, all time great. Your character right dies. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's very um, old, so I guess he should. He wasn't going to be on set for uh, uh, a few like, weeks or something. I will go and show up on set, but you have to kill my character off within three scenes. Like, that was his stipulation. <laughs> Contract uh, said, plays three scenes and the funeral picture. That's it. <laughs> well, we've we've uh, we we've reviewed like two movies in a row where like arguably our favorite actor in the whole movie gets killed off after like a couple scenes. Like we did this with Val Kilmer. Oh crap! Spoiler. <laughs> See, and it wasn't me this time. Somebody um, in Top Gun dies. <laughs> well, you just said the movie. You could have said Batman Forever or something. Um, yeah, you could have said like another movie or you didn't have to oh man oops it's fine it's the number Digging one movie of the year Everyone yeah. has <laughs> you guys are gonna hold this over my head now no no that's cool i, I always spo- get on I, you guys I, I, about, oh. I spoiled this like five minutes in what are yeah, you talking but I'm, about i'm the one who compl- <laughs> i'm the one who complains about the spoilers so like it's fine for you guys to to do it because you don't get annoyed when other people do it Oh, I do. See, I, I, I I'm just, like the boy who cried real for like just a giant hypocrite right now, because I spoiled the movie. The, the power <laughs> of editing, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the bleep over uh, whatever movie Val Kilmer was in. There we in. go. If like, because people totally won't be able to figure that out. We're talking <laughs> about uh, the Saint from the late '90s. That's how about you just bleep? Okay. How about you just bleep every time we say Val Kilmer's name? So when you go back and you have to listen to it, you can just oh, bleep yeah. out Val Kilmer's name. I Val think Kilmer. you said Val Kilmer about six times now, seven times. So Val Kilmer has been said eight times now. So Val I Kilmer. think you should just go through and <laughs> nine times now, uh, ten times if you count the fact that I'm about to say Val Kilmer. <laughs> just so just bleep his name out every time, and nobody will ever know that you talked about Val Kilmer. I don't know if I have time and energy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right did our uh any anything change after talking about the movie more in depth or do we still feel the same way we do all still good. Very, yeah i feel great this is a good very good adam sandler movie um if this was a weak year for movies if this was what is it 2020 2021 like this is getting nominated for at least an oscar some kind of oscar i think or at least some yeah. kind of award um i just think this year is very strong and i don't know that a netflix movie will get nominated that isn't something like grand and like, mm-hmm. you know, star like something huge. Yeah, so the, I, I don't know. We'll see a lot of nominations for this, but it thoroughly deserves something. Yeah. Th- this has been a very strong year for movies so far. Um, you know, we've only had one blockbuster that I can think of off the top of my head that has been a disappointment. And I know that's heartbreaking for Jeff to 
it's making mix. money. It'd be light year at the box office. I don't even care. At this <laughs> point. Uh, uh, I guess yeah, you consider that a disappointment too. But you know, we've had. I mean, gosh, Top Gun, um, Doctor Strange was strong. The the Batman really the exceeded Batman. expectations. I it's everything been a, everywhere all at once. Uh, yeah. Sonic Two was freaking great. Chip and Dale was freaking great. Um, there's so many movies that are just that this year that have been good. Uh, you already said Coda, right? Coda um, was last, last year. year, but oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It's my bad. Top um, Gun Maverick is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jurassic World's a good movie. There's just not enough dinosaurs, in my opinion. Like that's the thing I was thinking about today. Is there's not a enough movie with dinosaurs. that big of a dump budget, and there's hardly any dinosaurs. No, well, I mean. If we want to go on a nerd rant and everything, I could go into it with you. But uh, <laughs> they really took inspiration from the Michael Crichton books, and they put a different type of plot in there. And I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Got any announcements before we head out? Uh, leave us some reviews on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. If you listen to the show, you like it. Uh, you know, show us some love on there. That'll help us out with uh, the algorithm and reviews and everything like that. So uh, that's what I got. Subscribe on YouTube. That too. We're almost to 20. Give us there. Absolutely. All right. We thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Box Office Quarterbacks and another episode of Good Friends and Real Talk. And we will see you later.